This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The best barbecue in Memphis can be found at Topps Barbecue. Y'all know that. We got a brand new location right there on Hacks Cross. Locations all around Memphis. They don't have just barbecue, though. They got those delicious cheeseburgers. They got the fire-braised chicken sandwich. Great way to kick off your weekend. So get on by, stop by Tops, tell our friends we said hello, and get yourself and treat yourself to some delicious food. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. So you can do it all day long, baby, over at Tops. And they've been doing it for a long time, 70 years and still smoking. And it's been going that long. Why? It's because they got the best. As John said, best barbecue. Try something new. You want to try something new? Get that Fireman Burger if you had not had it. Uh, it took me a while because in many locations, not on the menu, but you can get it. Ask for it. That fantastic barbecue on top of their burger. That smoked bologna sandwich is something, too. Something for the ages. Half-inch thick piece of bologna smoked to tops perfection only way that, and only the way that they could. Go try it for yourself. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Hey, Saturday morning, wake up tomorrow. Breakfast at Tops. How good does that sound? Try that hash brown. You'll love it as well. You know I'm a hash brown man. Tops Barbecue. 70 years and still smoking. Uh, so do we have any clarity on the Mandela effect, Jason? Over the break, do we get any? Yeah. yeah. I guess everybody's telling me that Frankenstein is not one, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, say case closed. Case closed. Yeah, the uh, most famous one is... Uh, it's very confusing, the Frankenstein thing. Yeah, it is. It is. The most famous one is... Uh, the fact that Darth Vader never said, Luke, I am your father. He never said that. Because we all say, Luke, I am your father. As we all say, Frankenstein. Well, Frank, you, Frank I'm yeah. done with it. Okay. I, I don't want to, like, continue to. If I take it to the Supreme Court, though. Right. Like student loan debt. I really might get that turned over. Well, yeah. I mean, if, you, if, the, if the case you're presenting sort of skews conservative, for sure, mm-hmm. you'll definitely get the result you're That's looking for. Exactly. So, um,. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will, you will get your desired results, my man. Uh, speaking of which, um, just any thoughts on, you know, uh, the student loan cancellation or anything like that while we're on the subject? Well, I have no student loans. That's for my wife. Question yeah, that, for her. That, to be honest, man, that was unfortunate because, uh, you know, my wife and I, we, we, we embraced when that news dropped. I know she's you She's got lots of student loan debt, and I, I'm assuming too. millions and millions and millions of other Americans did the same thing. And that is not happening, folks. Let me ruin the uh, let me ruin the party for you. Uh, that is not going to, uh, you know. It, again, I guess you know the Supreme Court's job is to determine the legality of it, you know. And is there some, you know, I, you know, the, the administration feels pretty confident in the legality of it. So I guess we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. But that's go, that's been going on this week as well. Just something, you know, something to monitor, right? Something that's important in my house. So I'd love to. You it's know, important in a lot of households. Yeah, get that weight off, I'll man. Because it is a, it is absolutely a weight. We've talked a lot about college basketball today here on the show, but there is a big nationally televised game for the Memphis Grizzlies 
on ESPN tonight. Uh, of course, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, of course, came in here last weekend and got run out of the building. So revenge is going to be fresh on uh, on their minds. Grizzlies going for four straight. I believe this will be four straight wins tonight for the Grizzos. Uh, no Stephen Adams and John Morant apparently dealing with a nasal fracture. What do you realistically expect in this one tonight? I don't know. Hard to know just because it's hard to know what you're going to get from John Morant. I know mm-hmm. you, you mentioned he's available and everything else, but uh, is he playing with a mask? How much is he having to adjust to it if so, and how much of it is affecting you know, how aggressive he can be? Because that's right. it feels like we've had angry John Morant here of late, and you just wonder if he's having to deal with a covering or something like that. Is he? That, how much of a distraction is that? You figure it would be, especially with a guy that's – you know, for the most part, sort of been in the zone here since a uh, post All Star break, and and really determined. It feels like on getting on leading them back to swag, swagger. Take your word for it. Right. Uh, just hope it doesn't affect that. You know what he's been doing because it does. It feels like you've gotten some of that back. Don't want to lose any of it. When you know, with you in terms of your leader, the guy who sets the tone. Right. Uh, I mean, as far as Denver, I, I don't know. Like we said, in terms of this game itself. I think it's probably more important, especially with the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. That Sane made the point: you go two and one, you get the you get the two in L.A. You get the Clippers who are playing poorly. I think it's four in a row they've lost now. Yep. And that you beat a Lakers team that's clearly got no business beating you now. And doing that on the road is important. Again, Denver's best team in the West for a reason. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat them there. They've been, you could argue, just as good at home as you have been. Uh, that said, I'm I'm with saying that. The more important games to me on this little quick three-game road trip before you get to Golden State. And by the way, all four are televised, nationally televised. All four of these next four games are are televised. It's it's getting the the last two because remember too, you're expecting mm-hmm. hopefully to have Stephen Adams back for the for those. I would hope those two. That's the back half of the road trip. Yeah, I mean those are the. Those, I mean, just to me, this is like a. I mean, I know it's for the season series, but it's it's just sort of a scheduled loss the way it played out. I mean. If you if, if and I and you know if you had if it was a little bit closer of a game in Memphis you know like maybe I'd feel a bit better about it but I think that number is telling you a lot I think it's doing a lot of work here you know what was the final in that game well, it wasn't thirty it was one twelve ninety four okay one twelve ninety four but they so, did they so handled 20. business yeah like there was never, season low shooting percentage yeah. I believe and points for Denver yeah because um, the D's back right it has been of late. Right. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, Aaron Gordon's going to play in this one. You know, Michael Porter Jr. is listed as day-to-day, but that number is telling you that, you know, the majority of those guys are expected to play. So, yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's a national televised game. It's in Denver. It's an altitude. You know, it's probably – look, if you win this game, then good good grief. Well, then I think you're feeling really good. Really good. I mean, because you're, 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 you're starting to sort of, like, get it going as the season is, is winding down here. And we're getting close well, to the postseason. Well, and you hadn't done it against Western Conference contenders on the road all season long, so that that would represent something new and a, you know, a new a, a, a different sort of accomplishment level for you. And you need to do that because in the end, in mm-hmm. these playoffs, you know, yeah, you're hoping to have home court advantage through two rounds if you're the number two seed. But in the end, your push is going to depend on your ability to win on the road. The best teams are able to pull that off, and so as bad as they've been, yep, yeah, this is this is part of that. This is part of getting in that mode because it's it it. it it had been such a weakness for them. Yep. So, again, you're never going to go to all of a sudden they're, they're just some dominant road team, but get off of the floor. Hopefully Houston was the start of that process. Yeah, well, and then, by the way, I mean, speaking of teams that are getting it going, Steph Curry's probably coming back this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they're playing well without him. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Trista said last night on Twitter, I don't know if I would agree with this, but but she did say on Twitter she thinks the Warriors will be favored in every series they're in if all their guys are healthy. I mean, I don't know if they're if they're favored in the four or five, if they're the five with Phoenix. I don't know. I think that would probably be, I mean, that would be a coin flip, I think. Mm. Maybe they're slight favorites. I do think they would be favored against the Nuggets. I do think they'd be favored against the Grizz. I do think they would be favored against the Sacramento Kings. Like, it's kind of crazy the way they've, played themselves in a little bit of a possum situation here where they're just kind of sneaking up. They haven't really played together all year long. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got, they've, you know, whether it's been Wiggins or Steph, like that's still like, and that's why I was on them, you know, like, and I, I regret, I regret heartily that I not, that I did not fire a dart while they were still plus 2000, Jason. That's the dart that we should have thrown because they're already at plus 1200. Now they like the black like, people know, like they're, I'm not saying they're going to repeat, but you tell me Steph, Clay, and Draymond are on the court, Wiggins and Poole, like, they're going to have a chance to win every series they play. You know, and look, the Grizzlies got to nut up at some point. I mean, that's just part of it. You know, like, you can't just let keep letting these folks, you know, big boy you. You know, at some point, you got to stand up to the bully. So, I don't know if that happens. I don't know if they're going to be on a collision course for that to happen. But if it does, you know, at some point, you've got to, you've got to do it. Um but I, I I I do hate the matchup because we haven't seen them do it, and uh, and the and the Warriors are coming, man. They're coming. Yeah, nineteen for Kaminga off the bench in that game. Uh, Poole had thirty four. You'd expect that from him. You mm-hmm. have to get it from him when Steph Curry's out. But the nineteen for Kaminga, and then Draymond, as bad as I talk about him, he had eleven nine and nine, like yep. critical in a game like that where you're playing a experienced team like the Clippers. The, the, and that's the part about it too. They don't have Steph. But you got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard both playing, you know, 30, 27 minutes. You got Westbrook uh, starting playing 28 minutes. Eric Gordon's playing 34 minutes, and you you get blown out by 24. Yep. Oof. Yep. That's a, Shows you two things. Shows you these, these Clippers. Yep. I was a fool to ever jump on or believe in them. And as far as Golden State, you're right. Like, that, it, you're that much of a threat now. You figure things out to that degree without Steph. Well, he ain't going to mess you up. He's only going to make you better. Because I think they look at it like this. We got one more go at this. Because Draymond's gone. Mm-hmm. Right? They've made it clear in terms of not signing to extension. Right? I think that's clear. So you have a swan. This is a swan song for a Golden State. I mean, this is it. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship. But I think there is going to be some urgency to do it. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, those guys come together. And 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 go as hard as they can to do it because they just know that time's time is is ticking. Um, not even just on Draymond, but like Steph's thirty something, thirty four, thirty five. Like I, it blew my mind the other day. It feels like just yesterday he brought Riley up on the podium, you know. And she was like two years old. She was so cute. Now she's like full blown grown, damn near. Like it's crazy. Like she's like a she's a teenager. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, she may not be a teenager, but she looks like a teenager. Um, so like t- like Steph's been in the league for a long time, you know, and I will give him his flowers. By the way, just so you know, he'll like, be thirty five in eleven days. Just checked. Yeah, like that's getting up there, man. He is. You know, now his he, his game hasn't fallen off, but you feel like a guy. He depends on his quickness mm-hmm. to get well, open. It's, and it's the con- I'm talking about with Chris. Alt- it's the constant movement. It's not just the quickness. He de- you have to be in a crazy kind of yeah. shape. He doesn't stop moving. No, he is in great Unless shape. Unless he's completely out of a play, it's ISO for clay, yep. and he's stopped in a corner somewhere. But typically, he's on the move the has, entire has, game. Has there been a player be kind of like Steph 
Rip and uh, and and, uh, okay, and okay. Reggie Miller used to do similar okay. things. Rip, well, Reggie Rip played was for one. a long time. I mean, Reggie was up there, right? Yeah. Oh, well, look at the shape of Reggie stayed in for most yeah. of his career. Like yeah. he's the same size his entire career. Uh, but Rip was like that, constantly on the move. Hamilton, and then Reggie Miller was the other guy that comes to mind. I just think constant movement, constant coming off screens, just didn't stop in an offense. Reggie played uh, from 1990 to 2005. And even as as late as, uh, I mean, he averaged double figures his whole career. I mean, there was never a season that he averaged less than 10. He just played in the wrong era, the Mike era. Man, did he ever. That's a good point. You don't ever hear people say that. That dude would be like a 15-time All-Star. He was a beast and so consistent. Like yeah, you, you he knew. shot fifty-one percent from from uh, excuse me 40, that was that was from the field, but he shot forty-three percent from three in ninety-seven, ninety-eight, which is like not when people didn't take threes then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just not a thing that you did. Um, I mean, forty percent shooter from three for his career. I mean, pretty crazy. So that's what I, didn't, I said ninety to he actually his rookie year was eighty-seven. So eighty-seven to oh five. That's 18 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Steph came in in what, 08? That sounds about right. So 17 years. Sure. So that would be three more years of Steph. Yeah, it was the it was the 08 draft. 09 draft. Two more. So two more years. Two or three more years of Steph. If we're just going off the Reggie. You know, yeah. maybe we've had some advances and there's more rest now. So maybe it's a little bit. But, like, in terms of effectiveness, you know what I mean? That's the question. Um. Trying to think like I mean Reggie was pretty consistent. He was 18, 19 a game until I guess oh one, oh two, he dipped down to sixteen, and that was kind of the end of it. But uh then it just kind of trailed off from there. But I I I just feel like in terms of just the desperation for this franchise, like they it's been a great run. It's been a run any franchise would crawl over glass to have. Yeah. But it is coming to an end. I mean it is. Like so this is I I I think they kind of are aware of that. Like they know, hey. This is our last chance to do this while we're all, you know, together and, you know. I wonder not. if Steve will move on, too. Yeah, why not? He doesn't seem like the sort of career coach that's Agreed. necessarily feels like he needs to be in it. Agreed. Well, he's, he, he's prove, got nothing to To try to, to catch Phil Jackson or something. You know, he doesn't seem like the type. And then it's like a rebuild. That maybe he goes sort of with this iteration and Clay, Draymond, Steph. You know, maybe he wants to get back in it in five years or something, you know. Like maybe he gets – he just – But do you think he – do you hold Steve Kerr in that high regard? Like Phil Jackson coached some Hall of Famers, yeah, and we still hold him up as as one of the best. I think, I you think got Steve, Steve is, there. I think well, not not on Phil's level, but I think he's in the conversation for like great NBA coaches. And the best thing he does is strategy. I mean, I think his. I well, think the, the strategy is just Steph go get him. I, th- I think Steve is a really. I think he's really good at. He's a little Belichickian in the in the sense of he's great at maximizing his opponents his, his opponent's weaknesses. He's good at really exposing them and and you know like targeting them. Like Bill will take your best player out of the game, and I think like I you know I think about that series just, where they just left Tony in the corner. I don't think most coaches, I don't think most NBA teams would have done that. I think most NBA teams would have. You know, still guarded and maybe with a worse defender, but they just completely ignored. No, it. I think those are fair points. It's int- I, I think it's interesting because if I asked you who the best coaches in the league, the top three is Steve Kerr in that conversation very often. Right he now, has 100 people. Well, they he should be. I mean, Pop is is obviously is going to be the one, one for anybody. But I mean, he just hasn't been relevant. So like, I, I'll go Pop. I'll go Steve. 
Um, I mean, it's way too early to put Missoula in there, so I'm not doing that. Um, you know, Ty Lue, but, like, look at – I mean, I you know, I think Ty Lue's a really good coach. I think Ty Lue's a really right. good coach. By his peers, Ty Lue is yeah. definitely in the top three. Yeah. Um, but I think you might get a little bit of pushback. It may be recency bias because this Clippers season hasn't been as good as uh, – but, like, you know, Doc, no. Uh uh, Budenholzer, no. Uh, Monty? Mm-mm. Um, trying to think of like the, the... I'm not putting Monty on a top three list. Like, like he's of good current. Of, of current. Yeah. Um, yeah, I Spolster. mean... And I think Spolster might be the one, yeah. Yep. I think that is a... That's the three. And there are some like young up-and-coming, like Will Hardy, Joe Missoula, um... You know the the Oklahoma City coach whose name uh, Dagnault, I think is his name. You know, like they're in JB's doing a hell of a job with Cleveland. Nobody would accuse him of being a top three coach right now, but I mean, I think his the job he's done is undeniable. Um, you know, Nick Nurse, you felt like maybe would have been in that group, Mm-mm. but but that Raptors team has fallen apart. So I think that's like you know Rick Carlisle with the Pacers, right? But his team's bad, mm-hmm. so. Um, I can't put him up there. So I think those are the three. Steve, Greg, and uh, Spolstra. I think those are the top three. And then, like, outside of that, you've got Taylor Jenkins. You know, you've got, um, you know, Missoula, Bickerstaff. Who's the uh, – is it still Thibodeau in New York? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if anybody thinks too highly of him. Used to. Yeah, I certainly think, did. I think most did. And he'd finish high and coach the years and his one one. No, I mean – Nobody really thinks Jason Kidd's a good coach, um, even though I think he has shown some flashes of that. Uh, Ty Lue is definitely up there. Ty, Ty Lue is probably fourth. If say. he's not third, I mean, yeah, I think you give Ty Lue what Golden State has. He's Close. probably doing close to the same thing. I don't. Yeah. If he's not pushing out Kerr, to your point. That that's my whole thing. I think people yeah. name out Ty Lue before they name out Steve Kerr. But you're right that Kerr is a definitely top five. And maybe in most people's top three. I just don't. When when we have discussions about the best, co- he ra- he rarely comes up. Well, and maybe that's chalked more to the players. They do. They you get penalized. And, you and you hold him in very high regard. And I think you made some very fair points. I just think I I've got others in front of him. But you you've made it clear. Yeah. In terms of you look at everybody else, he's a top five. I think he's top five, top six. When you think about playoffs, like there are things he does, you know, at the margins that that show up. Like even against the Celtics in the regular season. He kind of caught him off guard there in TD Garden, and he started uh, Jordan Poole. You know, like he just he'll he'll do that. They didn't end up winning. It went to overtime. The Celtics won, but like Golden State was on their way to winning that game before they choked. So I just think he'll I think he'll he'll do some things. You know that are that are tricky as an NBA coach that that usually actually result in big time swings in playoff series. So that's why I kind of have him up there. We'll come back. Dane Bradshaw is going to join us. We'll talk to him about college basketball, get his thoughts on Memphis, Tennessee without Ziegler, the rest of the SEC. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. Are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kane Bradshaw is a White Station Spartan, the Tennessee Volunteer, and SEC Network College Basketball Analyst. He joins us now. Dane, what's up, man? It's been too long. How are you guys? Man. Agreed. Been too long. We, you know what we said? We said, it is a, you. we said it's an absolute joke that we have not had Dane Bradshaw on this show joke! in as long as it's been. Joke! <laughs> so, so I said, like, I, I started smashing some things around Smash my house. Smash down there! Smashed! Just to, just to see what what kind of you know uh, things we needed to do to get you on the show, so it's 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 good to have you. What did you? I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that you see that and and it and it brings back maybe some PTSD of of, of playing for Pearl back in the day. Oh man, uh, so I can remember when we lost to Ohio State in the Sweet 16. Thanks for such a pleasant introduction. Absolutely, well. that's what we do, uh, man. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome back to the Memphis Airwaves. Yeah, um, and we lost by we lost seventeen point lead in the Sweet Sixteen, and and I, I do recall Coach in the locker room next to us, the kind of coach's locker room. And I mean, he was going nuts because Chris Lofton, I don't know, maybe he didn't go to the free throw line one time or something. He's like, yeah, you know, freaking all American that doesn't go to the line one time. And so, and they, <laughs> he, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and uh, so yeah, I've, I've seen the, the the red face and the emotion in person there, and you know, but. Uh, Everybody that hadn't followed Auburn basketball, man, they they've gotten a really tough whistle on the road this year. Uh, it was at Tennessee, at West Virginia. Um, there's another one I'm missing, but there's been some times where you know he loses a big game on Saturday on the road and he gets a call Sunday morning, you know, from saying, "Hey, yeah, we reviewed that with the officials; they missed it or whatever." And so it, it wasn't just about that game. That that's a uh, that's that's the season built up frustration where they feel like they've been on the wrong end of the stick there. But John and some other listeners real quick reminded me that it started with Buzz recruiting you there. You didn't have Pearl the whole time, did you, or that's did right. you? Yeah, I had two okay. years under Buzz Peterson, and then uh, Bruce came in my junior year. Mm-hmm. So we thought. How tough is it going to be without Ziegler for them? Boy, very tough. He's the head of the snake defensively. Um, he's he's their leader. He is. Um, He's not a great 
shooter from outside, but a capable one. He's a playmaker for others. Um, but I, I think they can overcome it because of the, if this happened early in the season where they didn't have as good of a seeding because of his impact, but because it looks like they'll probably be a three seed in the NCAA tournament, I, I think they can still be a Sweet 16 team without him. Because the one thing you do knock Tennessee on is, man, they don't have that superstar. They don't have that guy that can right. just go get his own bucket. But in this case, because they're so balanced, it, I think it makes it a little bit easier to overcome. And they've got some other guys that aren't maybe natural point guards, but have played that position throughout their career. And, and Santiago Vescapi, Josiah Jordan-James, uh, Tyree Keyes, a transfer that's uh, played some minutes there. So um, they, they hang their hat on their defense. And um, as good of a defender he is, as he is, the rest of the team, they, they got locked down defenders everywhere. So they're just going to have to – uh, rely on their defense even more heavily, given some of the Jekyll and Hyde tendencies they have on offense, especially with him out. Yeah, you just hate that it happened, you know, in March too, right? Like that's that's going to be a a recovery. I mean, I, I know guys are recovering right. quicker than ever from ACLs, but you know, we know we know. we know that that's something that could you know bleed over into next season as well. You know, that and that's so inspiring though. Like you, you're you're exactly right, but his, his underdog story, um, you know. It, it, he was under-recruited, and then last year his, his uh, mom's house apartment burns to the ground and the whole GoFundMe thing by the UT fan base and others. And uh, he just – everybody is um, just rallies around this. Uh, it, that guy was put on earth to inspire people, and I really feel like this injury is going to you know, just be part of a, a chapter of him overcoming more adversity because uh, I think he's going to go down as one of the most well-liked, most popular uh, Tennessee players of all time. Now you played in a, uh, uh, I, the, the, it was what half attended Memphis Tennessee OA barely anybody like there. I mean it was decently uh, that, so that was uh yeah so I had when the rivalry got back on track we were at Memphis Cal versus Bruce the Willie Kemp uh, recruitment process um, so we lost to Memphis there then we got Memphis at home my senior year. And uh, would have played them in the Elite Eight had we uh, not blown that lead to Ohio State. But uh, that number one, number two game was the year after I left. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was after you left. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so but you have been in some some big games, and, and as a Memphian, they have for the first time, uh, for the first time ever at FedEx Forum, they are hosting the uh, the number one team in the country. Any advice for uh, for you know the Houston Cougars as to what to expect in that in that environment uh, on Sunday? I'm a Memphis guy, man. I'm not giving Houston any. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think um, you know. I, I think one thing that uh, if, if I'm Houston, it's hey, don't abandon the game plan. Like when these types of environments happen, sometimes guys go outside of the scouting report temporarily. Maybe they make a few threes they don't ordinarily make, um, or you know, a, a role player is all of a sudden getting hot for you know because he's using the energy of the of the crowd and they just kind of play above themselves but you know just not not getting rattled and um and staying composed and and on the flip side i think for memphis it's you know let you know use the crowd to your advantage and don't allow it to all of a sudden make you start playing hero ball because you want to be the next guy to get the crowd on its feet and that sort of thing so i think uh, i think memphis has a veteran team they'll handle it well um they've uh there's going to be a lot of hype to it. Everybody knows how big of a game this mm-hmm. is, although it looks like Memphis has done enough to 
you know, you don't want to be one of those last four buys or last four in before champ week because there's bid stealers everywhere that are going to knock those dudes out. So um, you would sleep a lot better at night if you got this win, but they seem to be pretty uh, somewhat safe without it. What do you think of Houston? I mean, they are the odds-on favorite right now to win the championship for, from, from most sports books. Um you know, the the criticism you'll hear is that, oh, they play in the American, they're not battle-tested, which I, I throw that out. I mean, we've seen so many teams over the years come from smaller leagues. St. Peter's was not battle-tested, and they beat Kentucky in the first round and got all the way to the Sweet 16. So, Or was it the Elite Eight? They got the Elite Eight last year. So, like, I, I, I kind of throw that out. But what do you make of Houston as a national championship contender? Do they have enough offensively to do that? I think they do. Um, if I was filling out a bracket today, would I pick Houston to win it all? Probably not. Um, I've not, admittedly, I haven't seen them game in, game out. Uh, I saw their last game against Memphis, where Memphis obviously showed really well without Kendrick Davis. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at some of the teams out there that are so elite defensively, they, they don't have the efficiency on the offensive end to, to play that complementary style. And, and Houston does. Um, they, they rebound the ball extremely well. They don't turn it over. They don't. They don't beat themselves. And so, I mean, those are the things you love about them. Um, that you know, maybe some of it is a brand thing. Where, I, admittedly, I sit there and say, "Gosh, am I, am I really picking Houston to win it all?" And so, uh, I think that's maybe some of the the perception as well. But if you just played shirts and skins, I think you'd say, "Wow, you know, that's the team to beat," and, and they've earned that target on their back. But I just. Even though they're ranked number one in the country, and they certainly deserve it, uh, that top ten is such a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think uh, all those. And when I look at uh, a team like Tennessee, for example, who I'm very familiar with, like I tell those fans, hey, one through ten doesn't really scare me as a Tennessee fan. Uh, the issue is, you know, it's teams like you know, it, teams eleven through forty-five could beat them too. And um, but I don't, I don't look at Houston as one of those teams that's going to play down to their competition or necessarily get upset. I think they're uh, going to be fine getting to a Sweet 16, and then obviously it becomes some pretty big-time matchups from there. What about Alabama uh, and the chances that they, I guess an SEC team hadn't won it since since Kentucky did, just um, realize you just said 1 through 10 doesn't really scare no, – nobody scares me if I'm Tennessee, uh, and, and we've certainly seen that. But, but in terms of them winning six games – we know they've got a star in Brandon Miller. How high are you on their chances, or or, or down on Alabama's chances? We, John, and I've been up and down on them all year long. Yeah, I, I know it. And um, all right, so the positives for me are um, with everything they've gone through off the court. They've I, I don't want to maybe use the word embrace the role of villain, but it ha- they mm-hmm. they haven't died away from it either. And they've won these close games, and you know they've. Um, that they seem to be playing extremely well together. And it's not just Brandon Miller at times. It's other guys. Brandon Miller was a little bit off last, the other night, and Javon Quinterly steps in and he steps up. Um, so, th- But th- they've shown that they can be um, vulnerable too. And, it, you know, they, they've smacked some teams by 40 and 50, but you're not going to see those teams in the NCAA tournament. Right. Some of these others that have played them a lot closer in these one, two-possession games um, I think show that it, it's um, – the margin between them and, and other teams that might even be, you know, seven, eight type seeds in the NCAA tournament really isn't that, that wide. Um, and, you know, they, they're, you know, I, they turn the ball over a little bit too much. Um, their offense is good and their, their defense, they, they've gotten back to that, but there's still a little bit of a, 
hangover from last year in my eyes where it wasn't it wasn't the, the smartest team in terms of taking care of the ball, yeah. uh, although their IQ is light years better than it was last year. Um, they've got the star power. They've got guards. They've got an identity. Um, I, I don't know that I would take them to win the SEC tournament um, just because I, I just – they, they've done so well in the SEC. I just feel like it's a matter of time before somebody knocks them off, even though Tennessee got them. But uh, uh, I would I would still pick them to be the team that goes deepest out of the SEC in March. Yeah, uh, and then got to ask you, and I know they 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 uh, somehow you know swept Tennessee, but why is Kentucky so mid? I watch them, and 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 I actually think Jerry Stackhouse has done a good job. I as Jason will attest. I have been down on Kentucky all season long from the very first game of the season. Like, how did Cal let it get to a point, especially at guard, where it's just so average? Yeah, and you have to give them credit for not just totally imploding after that loss uh, yep. at home to South Carolina. Very true. But I was, I was, you know, I've been wrong on a lot of things, but I was high on Vanderbilt in that game only because, you know, Kentucky's fooled us before. Every time we think they got it right, and oh boy, here comes Kentucky, mm-hmm. that they slip up. And they, they, you know, as soon as you think they got their ball screen defense figured out, boom, guard play is horrible. Uh, then they get that going, it's like, boom, they can't make a shot to save their lives from the outside or whatever it is. Or, and so um, it's just uh, it's that inconsistency. And Kaysen Wallace, their star freshman point guard, he rolled his ankle the other night. Xavier Wheeler. You know, has been out with with various injuries and then a, a medical situation. So his status is unknown, and um, they've got Arkansas on this last game. Uh, perhaps they try to play that uh, without a point guard um, be, to let Casey Wallace rest up for the big picture. And and honestly, I think the freshman point guard needs it. Uh, I had a game with Kentucky a few weeks ago, and I asked Calipari that same question. I said, "Man, you know, I know you're." kind of saving the season you got your seven-man rotation but do you worry because you got cj frederick who's injury prone you got case and wallace who's had some back spasms he's just a freshman logging 35 plus minutes and and sure enough cj frederick's beat up case and wallace is beat up and you don't have that depth um and you already weren't an overly talented team to begin with so um i'm not really bullish on kentucky either even though i, I do admire the the fight and the way they've stuck together through some really uh a lot of criticism yeah hey damon appreciate your time thank as you, always brother. great to Have catch great up weekend. man thanks anytime guys thanks yep he is dane bradshaw I'll catch him on the sec network uh college basketball analyst over there he'll be on the sec tournament uh wednesday through friday gotta tell you about our friends at Shoot360. You know what to do. Any Hooper knows you got to practice. You got to put the time in. And that's what you can do with Shoot360. They got technology that will blow you away. But it's not just about the technology either. They have birthday parties. So you can take the kids over there and you can rent out multiple courts. You can rent out the entire facility, get access to all those private courts, the technology, the skill station, lots of different options if that's what you want to do. 85 Market Center Drive in Cairoville. Just think about the peace that you will have as a parent when your kid is napping after having his birthday party at Shoot 360, right? Because that's what it's going to do. You're going to run all the energy out of him. It'll be peace. You'll feel good because, like we said, you hadn't paid an arm and a leg. Got a great deal. Uh, and whether it's a birthday party or a membership, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to be feeling good. Your kid's going to be having a ton of fun and getting better at the game, remarkably uh, bet markedly better 
uh, if you go out there and put the work in. You can get as good as you want to out at Shoot360 because they've got it all for you. It's all in front of you. We call it the future basketball training in Memphis. The future's now out at Shoot360 to go put your face in the place. Check it out. Go see them at 85 Mark Center Drive in Cairo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.